Performing Joe podcast, we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All-Around Joe podcast, I'm going to be giving you more of like an update, life update, randomness, complete, unplanned podcast here. I was supposed to have two other podcasts lined up to go live on this Thursday or this date that you're listening to the podcast. Well, potentially whenever you listen to it, uh, but they both got bumped back and just things happen. One guy got sick. One guy, uh, actually one was my fault because I bumped him because of uh, snowboarding. So there was supposed to be some powder and we moved the recording time to a different day. So the podcast... Basically, I'm looking at and I don't have any show notes. Usually, I have all kinds of show notes that I'm you know, hitting point by point, but I'm going to kind of give you a life update. We're going to talk a little bit about um, how you act in during stressful situations like this time with the coronavirus going around. So right now, I'm coming to you from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is this fantastic, um, I would say cowboy-ish kind of town. It's just a fantastic place if you like to hike in the summer, trail run in the summer, climb in the summer, ski, snowboard in the winter. It's our first time here in the winter. We'd been here in the summer before and been on some of the best hikes that we have ever been on. And that's saying a lot because we've been on a lot of hikes. And the snowboarding here is pretty fantastic as well. As soon as I get done with this podcast, I'm actually going to go and hit up the slopes. They got five inches overnight and 11 inches in the last 24 hours. So hopefully there will be some freshies left for me to hit. So we came from Colorado. We were spending a lot of time in Colorado. Specifically before this, we were in Steamboat Springs, which is one of the best ski resorts that I've ever been at. Actually, it is the number one for me right now. We're actually looking into potentially staying there for a whole month next year. We just have to make sure that the van is able to be a warm beacon of heat throughout the very cold, it would probably be in there in February-ish, Steamboat Springs winter. The Steamboat Springs this year was actually the coldest that we had been at in the van, which I believe it got down to negative three. And we stayed plenty warm, but the problem that we run into is our pipes run through the walls and the walls are not able to take in enough heat from the interior of the van to keep the pipes from freezing. Um, Actually, before when we had that problem as well, we froze our water pump, which is underneath the rear seat here in the van, and that doesn't get any airflow either. So when we're about 15 degrees or higher, we can open up or tilt the seat up so that we get some airflow in there and the water tank and water pump will stay warm enough in order to not freeze. But if it gets below 15 degrees, that doesn't seem to help anyway or doesn't help as much as it should. So then what we're going to or what we've done is we went and got a pretty nice electric blanket that we've stuffed down around the water pump and the pipes in that area which we can keep them nice and warm with, which has been fantastic because then we just run the cord out to our plug. And as long as we don't need to use up too much electricity or we're plugged in, then it's great and we keep that area super nice and warm. Then we still have the problem with the pipes in the walls because those guys still get frozen. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to Momentum Vans, our van 
builder who is just fantastic. And we're going to install some some sort of heating system into or next to the pipes. We may do a dual system and we're going to try and figure out what that's going to look like. Maybe something that would work off electricity and then something else that would run off of our diesel heater and see if we can just make everything in the van totally winterproof so we can hit super cold temperatures and be okay with it and not really have to worry about it. So that's just kind of a random non-fitness update. So you guys are kind of getting a glimpse into what's going on in my life right now. And if you know, you're looking for something fitnessy, sorry about that. But like I said, this is just going to be a random podcast and hopefully you enjoy it. Um, one thing that we've been doing or, or been trying to do in the winter with fitness wise is go to more gyms. And what we've been looking for is basically just big box gyms or like the resort kind of style gyms, meaning that they have more amenities, things that, um, like the fitness clubs, that's the word I was looking for. So like if they, a place that you would think of having a pool, offering a bunch of different classes, having a big gym, that sort of thing, uh, because we'll go there and we'll spend a, a lot of our day. And this is ideal for days when it is really bad weather outside. And it's not that I, that we don't go out and work out when it's really bad weather outside. We've done a lot of workouts with gloves on because the dumbbells are so cold to hold on to uh, and or just running around in you know sub 20 degree weather because who cares? And it's actually really beneficial for you to go out and get cold and work out in the cold. I was, act- I was reading a book on longevity recently and they were saying that potentially one of the best ways to get your essentially like your survival genes to kick on so that you stay younger longer was to work out in the cold and this kind of goes back to the whole Wim Hof method thing and if you ever follow Wim Hof w-i-m-h-o-f you should and he's the guy that has become popular because of the cold showers the cold baths and breathing techniques but one of the things that he does after he takes people through his course is he usually goes up on a snowy mountain and they just have shoes and shorts on and then they hike up this mountain in the freezing cold like snowy environment but they're they'll do breathing routines and they'll use their minds in order to keep their body nice and warm it's amazing what you can do when you get your body out of the comfort zone of our constantly at 72 degrees or whatever you know our cars and our houses and our heated seats and everything is set at or our you know our super puffy jackets that we never actually feel the cold um, once once you get out of that, and then your body actually becomes pretty crazy good at regulating temperature. It's built that way. And when it's really good at regulating temperature, it also has some sort of an interesting effect that um, I'll try and get a, a link for it and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but Wim Hof actually did a test at university where they injected him with a virus, not the coronavirus, uh, they invented, but I for, I'll have to look and see what the virus is actually called. I wasn't actually planning on talking about this. Like I said, I don't have any show notes here today, so I'm just winging it. So, but he was injected with a virus, and they were able to see that his body's immune cells responded so well to this that it he didn't have any effects. Like it basically took out the virus before there was any kind of ill effects that could have happened to him. And he claims it's because he's he's become so in tune with his body and his immune system and his uh, ability to basically, I guess, fight certain conditions or overcome certain conditions through his training that he teaches people um, that he's able to 
counteract viruses and things like that. Something that we have found with exposing ourselves to a lot of cold, and I've mentioned this before, but we haven't had any sicknesses for over a year. And it last year, if you remember, if you're following our journey for any amount of time, we were we followed the sun during the winter. So we were in Florida and the southern states during the coldest time of the year. And we never, we didn't get as much cold exposure. But this year, when we've had all this extra cold exposure, I mean, I'll still take cold showers and things like that if it's the right situation. If I'm super freezing cold, I won't go turn it on a cold shower. But if I've just had a good workout or I just got done snowboarding or something like that and it's time to shower, I will do a cold shower even if it's, you know, two degrees outside just because my body is feeling warm and it's feeling ready for that. And then I will shock it again with a cold shower in order to again increase my body's ability to stay warm and fight these types of situations. Really interesting stuff. But like I said, I was going to put the link to the Wim Hof study in the show notes. And the show notes are at allaroundjoe.com slash 240. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 240. So if, if assuming that I can find it, which I'm pretty sure that I will be able to because I've actually seen the video on it before, there's a YouTube video, uh, then I will put it in the show notes. You can watch the video or read the study yourself and see that I'm not 100% full of it. <laughs> but getting back to that, I think that it is worth noting that the world or at least a lot of some people in my world are going crazy because of this coronavirus scare. And I find that it's really interesting because you kind of have this two sides and I don't hang around with a lot of people that are freaking out, but you but I do have exposure to a little bit of it. And the it is so interesting to me how you get to decide, right? It's like you're going down a road and you can go to the freak out way or you can go, all right, I'm going to stay cool, calm, and collected and realize that there's not any reason or not any way that freaking out really necessarily helps me. And I've been thinking about this quite a lot because this coronavirus thing has been going on for a few weeks now. And I do not have the personality type to freak out. Um, I see how it could be and I see how people can go down that direction um, but I don't see any benefit to it. So yes, it is a real thing. It is scary, but you being the cool, calm, collected person that actually goes out and gets the quality research and makes the decision for themselves is going to be far better than the person that watches the news and then runs around and buys a whole bunch of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. So I just kind of wanted to bring this up and have a general conversation and talk because I have this podcast platform and you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. But I think it's interesting because we have these two choices. And the first thing that I did when this kind of scare came up is I went and saw, all right, what are the, what happens if you get the virus? Okay. And who's dying from the virus? And is this actually legitimate or is it just a media scare? And then who can I actually read about that has more knowledge, a lot more knowledge on it than me, who's a professional or expert in the industry that can give a better perspective than the news reporter or, you know, the blogger that's writing about it or the person on social media that's going crazy. And what I've found is that there's, yes, it's a real thing. Yes, we should try and avoid it. Yes, we should, you know, do our best to not be around other sick people and spread the virus. I completely get that. And we're going to talk about, you know, an option. And I wonder why or how we could, you know, avoid this uh, or avoid the virus in entirely in a second. But I feel like that you get your knowledge, you try and avoid the sick people, you do your best to stay, you know, 
clean and out of environments that's going to spread it. Um, but then you get the knowledge and you try and be as positive as you possibly can in order to keep moving forward and not freak other people out around you. And it's pretty interesting because I'll you know, interact with people that are in Seattle right now, which is one of the hotspots for the virus. And we're in Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. In Jackson Hole, people are not freaked out at all. They're not even... I just saw something in the newspaper this morning as I was at the coffee shop that was indicating that you know there's coronavirus tests available now in Wyoming. And it seemed like that's probably going to start triggering things and the media like that is going to uh, bring the hysteria up here like it has been in Seattle as far as I can tell. But before that, we'd be on a chairlift with people and they'd be like, oh yeah, we're from, from Seattle. And you know if you tell someone else you know, in a, in Colorado before that, if we told someone we were from Seattle, they'd be like, oh, geez. But here they were just kind of like, oh, cool, whatever. They didn't really care. So I feel like it's just really interesting. You have these two different perspectives and maybe it's also about the people that are living here in Jackson Hole and the environment that they've grown up in and whatnot. Because I have noticed definitely that with my small population that I've been talking to, the people in the Jackson Hole area are much more friendly, much more apt to smile at you, much more apt to have a conversation with you than when we were down in Colorado. And I I don't want to say full Colorado, but more like the Denver, Frisco, and even Steamboat areas. The people up here are kind of more laid back and and friendlier about just having conversations and general stuff. So... You get these two choices, and I would say educate yourself, make your own decision, and know that hysteria or freaking out is probably not going to help you or the people around you. So there you have it. And then also, you just know the facts. You know, what happens if you get the virus? You know, what should you do? Should you do anything? Are you going to be at risk? You know, do you overcome it? Definitely don't go out and about if you have it or you think that you might have it or if you're feeling sick at all. It's probably just a good rule of thumb. If you're feeling bad, don't go around other people because you don't want to spread whatever you have. There you have it. One thing I was thinking about, though, and you guys comment on this if you think it's something interesting or, or whatnot, is if the United States as a country, and I know that there's global and there's people coming in and out and we have to consider that. But let's say, for example, if you really wanted to lock it down and get the virus away or, uh, you know, move past us, let's even break it down to like, let's say Seattle. And Seattle is kind of starting to do this, but it would be really interesting if government got involved or some higher power got involved and said, all right, what we're going to do is we figured out that the virus has a two week lifespan once it's been, someone's been infected. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a house arrest. You are not to, we're just going to shut down everything where you can only go to your house, to your office, or get food, right? And we're going to even try and minimize that. So they come up with this whole plan where it's like, don't leave your house if you don't have to. Order things online. So you have the people that are staying at home, working from home, and then you have the people that work for industries that are going to deliver products to those people at home or food. And they don't actually ever interact, right? So all of the transactions are done online. If people are going to be delivering something, they go and they drop it off at someone else's front doorstep and they get back in their car and they they go back and they leave. You have these kind of like tests when if you do have to do some sort of a work thing, um, you just always have to have a mask on or the most 
potent thing that is not going to be able to spread your particular germs to somebody else. So let's say that you require people that are leaving their house to have a mask on and, you know, rubber gloves, period. Right. And if and that's going to be the most effective thing. And you just say that that's what what everybody is going to have to do. And there's going to be some sort of a fine or whatnot if you don't do that. And there's going to be offering those particular things for free um, to everybody that that wants them. Right. Or have them be deliverable on Amazon Prime as fast as you possibly can for those people that are going to be having to leave their environment. And you make it so that you unless you absolutely have to, you try and stay at home. All right. And I know that you would have to preempt that would be like, hey, this is not something we're not going to freak out about. People aren't going to be like dying like zombie apocalypse and, you know, having blood spot out of their mouth. This is just to prevent this particular virus from spreading for the next two weeks because that is the lifespan of it. Here's what we want you to do. Stay calm, blah, 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 blah. And I know that people were still going to freak out, but I, it does seem to me like that would be a great strategy if we're worried about this thing becoming crazy spread. No, I don't know. That's just what I th- what I was thinking. I mean, just stay away from people, everybody. Try and stay away from everybody as much as possible, and then stay away for that particular time span, so that you can't actually physically spread this particular virus. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. So, anyway, guys, if you have any comments on that, let me know. I'd love to hear them. So away from the virus now, next up, the next thing on our list is that we are going to be jetting off to, like I said, we're going to ski at Jackson Hole, then we're going to mosey our way up to the Grand Targhee Ski Resort, which is actually going to be the first resort that we're going to ski at that is not on our pass, and then we're going to be moving up to Big Sky and then actually making our way back to the Seattle area. So we're going to be going into the, the storm, if you will, and hanging out with family. So I know this is a completely random podcast. If you have anything that you would like to add to that, I just thought I should make the podcast anyway, and it's cool. I think that I can share some of this stuff with what's going on in my mind and what we're up to, and hopefully you enjoy it. And if, like I said, I'd love to hear your input or thoughts on any of the things we've talked about. And if you wanted some fitness stuff, then hopefully skip this one, and we'll have tons more fitness coming up, including interviewing the founder and CEO of Blonix. Rowan Minion coming up, and we've got a CrossFitter, Joe Ward, who has been all in on the keto diet coming up and crushing CrossFit and down to like 5% body fat. So stay with the All Around Joe podcast. Make sure you subscribe so that you can get these new episodes coming at you. And let me know if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Make sure you're following on social media. And if you like this podcast, give me a review. Every five-star review that I get helps me to get the podcast out to more people. All right, guys. I will see you on the next podcast, the All Around Joe podcast. We optimize your human performance for my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.